Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with episode 184 of the Tutor Podcast. And today we're going to be talking about your students' entrenched beliefs. As irrational and often unhinged as they are, why we have to discover them and ultimately defeat them. Now, as you may know, I'm a certified life coach, NLP practitioner, and I'm also a hypnotist, as well as being a guitar tutor. And I would say that students' beliefs are about the hardest thing in the world to deal with until you're aware of them. They really are one of the toughest obstacles of learning because they're usually mired in ideas of how difficult the guitar is to play. And I'm going to speak within the guitar teaching field because that's where I'm at most of the time. But it's the same with my coaching clients. It's the same with the people who come to me for therapy and life change. Often they define themselves in terms of limiting beliefs. Now, whenever they say, I am, they're telling you who they think they should be. And they will fight to maintain that identity for as long as possible. It's not good. It's not bad. It's just the way they see themselves. So when I have a student who sits down and tells me that they are not musical. They say stuff like, I've never been musical. I'm not musical and talented. I'm not gifted. I have no sense of rhythm. I am I, 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 I. They're telling me who they think they are. And this usually is telling me what they're not. They tell me they don't have talent, that they're not creative, not artistic. And of course, that's going to be a big obstacle to them learning how to play. So the very first thing I ask them to do is change their language and listen really close to what they're saying about themselves and then ask them to put things in a different way. So when someone says to me, I'm not musically talented, I will say, that's interesting. Are you an expert in music? Of course, they must respond, no. I say, well, as a non-expert in music, what do you know? Occasionally someone will come back and say, well, my music teacher at school said I wasn't talented. And I said, are they here? Well, no, they're not here. I said, so we can do subversive, musically interesting stuff when they're not watching. Is that okay with you? And usually they grin and go, yeah, that's okay. So if you listen to what people say about themselves, this identity statements that are coming out of them as all day long, you're going to know how they think. Now, we must undermine those beliefs because they will stay true to the lies they tell about themselves. And again, this is usually social proof, the people around them and the authority figures in their lives. A parent who says, you stop singing, stop making that awful noise. You sound like a cat being strangled. To the parent, that's just a throwaway jokey remark. To the kid, that's a death sentence. Because they will allow that, that voice that seeks expression inside to die down. Because if the person closest to them says that kind of cruel stuff to them, what? heinous nastiness would they expect from everyone else on the planet this is tragic these jokes get under the skin of students often deep into their older ages i remember working with a lady who was in her 60s who had been told at age five that she sounded like a cat being strangled and at 62 she 
had managed to get past that to the point where she'd go and sing to her father as he lay dying. And her dad said, that was beautiful. Wouldn't it have been beautiful to have given her that voice, that gift back 50 years earlier? So oftentimes these these well-meaning statements are made either based on zero knowledge or from a false supposition. The false supposition I come across all the time in the guitar world is that you need talent. You need to have genius. You need to have a gift. I think that's total nonsense. So how do you deal with all this stuff, this baggage, this nonsense? Well, the very first thing that we must do is control the frame. If you don't know what a frame is, there's a whole episode on that in the Tudor Podcast Archive. But the frame is basically the way the interaction, myself and the student, view the whole world. My frame has to be so strong as to be unbreakable. They can't undermine my frame. I know the guitar is easy with a certainty, like I'm taking my next breath, it's so certain. They eventually must buy into that to stay in the room. That's not me being dictatorial, it's just the way it is. They won't be around someone who has a radically different belief than theirs. So they'll fall into line if my frame is strong enough. The next thing, I'll always challenge their language. If someone says to me, I'm rubbish at this, I'll say, how do you know? Are you an expert in music? Are you an expert guitar player? Or are you just new to it? Sometimes I'll be very overt in the challenge. when I'll simply say, stop, rewind what you've just said and phrase it this way. The classic stop thing is the word but. I hate the word but. It burns my backside. The minute somebody says that sounded pretty good, but the sounded pretty good part just went down the pub. And then they'll tell me all the reasons why they're rubbish. It's like they give themselves a pat on the head and then they kick themselves in the backside after negating the pat on the head by using the word but. Get rid of the buts from your speech. Unless you're going to use it artfully. And that's another story. The very next thing to undermine those destructive limiting beliefs is to just let them gather data. Give them some time and consistently let them find that your methods work, that things are actually very easy to do, on guitar especially, that an operation is simple, say maths is essentially two plus two with bells on forever. Be consistent, but be flexible. And over time, you'll build up enough evidence that it will collapse those unhelpful beliefs because those old helpful beliefs can't stay in the room if the room is full of contradictory evidence. They kind of hang their head and skulk off. But it's the biggie, guys. All that evidence is wonderful. But the evidence is nowhere near as strong as emotion. So above all else, we have to fire them up with the emotions of optimism, of certainty that it's possible, of hope that it's possible, of the possibility of achievement and enjoyment and fun. And if we do that, they'll stick around. They'll get that time, the consistency, and they'll love every single minute of it. Those often irrational and usually massively unhelpful beliefs that have been entrenched over decades are eliminable. We can get rid of them. So I guess you could say that's my 10 cents worth on dealing with irrational and unhelpful beliefs. So why don't you let me know what caught your ear in this episode and and how you get on putting these ideas to work in your business. If you've got a killer strategy that works for you, I'd love to hear it. Send it in to me. Because I'm here to learn from you guys too. Get in touch via email. It's info 
at neilcowmeadow.com. And in the next episode, we'll be talking more about how to start, grow and love your tutoring business. And if this is helpful to you, or there's something you think we should cover here on the Tutor Podcast, get in touch. Again, it's info at neilcowmeadow.com. And like and subscribe to the podcast. You can always follow me on Twitter, where I am, at Tutor Podcast. So join me for the next episode of the Deeply Groovy Tutor Podcast. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.